Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty with you today. Great show. Football coach Will Hall joining us in just a few minutes. Cliff Russell, former Golden Eagle baseball pitcher, going to be talking about the Super Regional. Want to get right to it, though. Lots to talk about. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsors the opening segment of the show. We're glad they do. And we appreciate everything Dickie says. Great place to cater uh, your tailgate this weekend for the Super Regional. Rick Cleveland needs no introduction to uh, Super Talk and Eagle Hour listeners. He is unquestionably the uh, the dean of sports writers in Mississippi, still writing today for Mississippi Today and uh, doing a great job. Uh, Rick, I know you're on your way to Hattiesburg for the media opportunity with baseball. And I appreciate you coming on. You and I had a chance to visit a little while in uh, Auburn the other day. We were both... Uh, very, very impressed uh, with the Golden Eagles. I thought you wrote a fantastic article about the, about the team uh, following the Auburn Regional. You point out that 11 frontline pitchers were lost uh, last year, and yet here they are on the verge of another World Series opportunity. And, and you, you had a great quote, no matter what, don't count USM out. Your thoughts, Rick Cleveland? Well, it's... Uh... I just pulled in, by the way, Bob. It's at Pete Taylor Park. So, uh, but I do, I do think that they are. This is two really evenly matched teams here, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think, I think this is a fifty-fifty thing. I think it could go either way. Right. No question. Kind of break down, uh, if you will. I know you you follow all the schools pretty closely. What what will fans see from Tennessee? What what is the strength of the Vol team, Rick? Well, you know they got a lot of players back. They're a veteran team, and they have a whole lot of players back from last year's team when they were the. I mean, they were unquestionably the best team over the course of the whole season last year in college baseball. They were prohibitive favorites to win it all and uh, and they got a lot of those guys back and what makes them really good is their pitching they can they've got uh, I've heard anywhere from three to four um, number one I mean first round draft choice not all in this draft but either this year or next year or the next year so so the Golden Eagles are going to have to swing the sticks and pitch well is that what I'm hearing you say oh no no doubt no doubt. Yeah. Of course, you know, that's pretty much the way it's going to be with 
you know, when you get to, we start out with 305 Division One teams, and now we've got uh, 16. So anybody you face this time of the year is going to be really, really good. Right, right. Well, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I don't want to take you back uh, to Monday. Uh, you were in the presser with me, uh, Coach Barry. Pretty emotional. He's, you know, as you and I both know, he's an incredible guy. Uh, but pretty emotional. Your your thoughts about uh, the emotion that you saw from Scott and uh, just just what you witnessed in uh, in Montgomery. Well, you're right, Scott. Scott Barry, if he was. Uh... You know, he's just he's just a first class individual. Uh if he wasn't a great baseball coach, but which by the way he is, uh he's just kinda of guy, it's hard not to pull for him. Uh he's honest, uh he's uh he's a gentleman. Uh and I think right now it's hitting him that this is it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know it was his decision and all that, but I think it's it's kind of really sinking in that what he's done his whole life he's about not to be doing anymore. Right, right. Were you surprised at his announcement? You know, he's a, he's still a young man and uh, obviously at the very top of his game, Rick. You know, I, I've talked to Scott enough over the last three or four or even five years ago to know that he wasn't planning on on doing this well into his 60s. Uh, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little shocked that it was this year, but I knew it wasn't, I knew he wasn't in it for, you know, for a really long haul. Uh, I, you know, and I, in a way, I'm, I'm, I, I have wondered whether the fact, you know, losing Corky last summer, whether that doesn't have something to do with it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the parallels to me, Bob, right now between uh, this and in 2009 are, are, are pretty astounding. You know, Corky announced his uh, his retirement uh, probably about this, maybe a little bit before when Scott did, but uh, and then the team got hot and got on a roll and, and uh, went all the way to Omaha. It strikes me there are a lot of similarities between this this year and then. And you're not wrong about that. It's just almost eerie. I mean, it's almost like a Hollywood script. If they win this weekend, it kind of will be a Hollywood script, uh, Rick. Oh, yeah, it is. It is, and it was then. I'm standing here underneath the stadium right now looking at the photo of um, Corky waving goodbye at uh, Rosenblatt Stadium. And... uh, you know, it, it, it sure would be nice for Scott to go out on a similar note, you know, to oh. get all the way there. Well, no, there's there's absolutely no question about that. All right, just a couple minutes left, Rick. Now, you're going there to the presser, but as really, I think, the foremost writer, sports writer in our state, I'd like to hear your perspective. I'd like for you to put in perspective this Southern Miss baseball program and the the level of to which the program has now reached. Well, it's a national, it's a national program. There's no doubt about it. It's, uh, uh, you know, I think baseball. Sometimes you get into it's a misnomer to call anything a Power Five program uh, because uh, 
you know, if you look at the power ratings every year, that you know, the Southern Misses and Dallas Baptists and Louisiana's and all that, they're 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 in there in the top twenty five every year. Um, but that said, I think Southern right now is probably recognized as the best quote mid major program in the country. They're a national program and uh, uh, and it's I mean, I, that, that's, I mean, that's the way I'd say it. I mean, I'd say they are a national program, and they are considered a, a baseball power national. Right. And, of course, the power is about to change hands. Christian Ostrander, uh, I think most of us that follow the program believe that uh, if, in fact, Coach Barry's made the decision to retire, uh, you couldn't put it in better hands than Christian Ostrander. You agree with that? I'll just say this. He's been the best college pitching coach I've ever seen. I mean, what he did this what he has done this year after losing six pitchers to the draft, one to the transfer portal, another to uh, Tommy John surgery, and to have this team at the precipice of going to Omaha and uh, having, you know, Won forty five games with right. with right. losing eight eight of uh, eight front line pitchers eight pitchers that could have pitched for anybody right and uh, and here they are they're what forty five and eighteen uh, Sun Belt champions uh, regional champions and hosting the super regional that speaks for itself. Well, it clearly does, and, uh, you know, once again, they're two games away uh, from from reaching what is, I think, the goal of all 305 teams. Just about 60 seconds left. Have you figured out, I know we both asked him uh, Monday and he just laughed at us, but have you figured out uh, what caused this transformation to make Dustin Dickerson suddenly a power hitter? Well, I just look at him. I mean, he's, he's just so much stronger. Uh, he has, you know, he's had four years now in a in a in a really good college weight program, and he's, you know, I mean, what you know, what causes you to hit home runs? Uh, his swing hadn't changed; it's just more muscle. That's all it is. Right, right. And he's some kind of competitor, isn't he, Rick? Oh man, he is. He's the kind of guy that if he's on the other team. You despise him, but if he's on your team, <laughs> if he's on your team, you like him. <laughs> that is the absolute best description anyone could give him. Hey, Rick Cleveland, yeah. always a pleasure to have you on our radio show, man. I really appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. You too, Bob. Take care. All right, Rick Cleveland, everybody from Mississippi today. The kind of player, if he's on the other team, you despise him. If he's on your team, you love him. Dustin Dickerson described to a T. Will Hall, everybody loves Coach Hall. He's next.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty solo today in the Southern Bank Course Studio here in Hattiesburg and uh, always appreciative of everything Southern Bank Corps does for us. Campus Bookmark's located on Hardy Street, and I guarantee you that it's going to be a buzz this weekend with the Super Regional here in town. And uh, Miss Kathleen will be ready. She'll have the best selection of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere on the planet. And uh, if you stop by, we hope you'll tell her that the guys from the Eagle Hour send their regards and, uh, and ask you to say hello to her. Waiting to hear from head football coach Will Hall. They're actually, I believe, having a camp as we speak or preparing for a camp. And uh, we've got him scheduled on the show. We've reached out to him and uh, look to hear back from him. And if we do, a little miscommunication problem here between us. If we do, uh, certainly we will immediately bring him on the air. Let me tell you about tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow is a two-hour special edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be broadcasting from Pete Taylor Park. And I'm happy to say that my co-host for the entire two hours will be the one and only Hildenson, uh, one of the great names in uh, baseball history here at Southern Miss. So we're really looking forward uh, to having Coach Denson on the air. Uh, got a great lineup of uh, guests for you. We're going to have Fred Cooley. Fred Cooley played for Hildenson. Uh, some say Fred Cooley was the most powerful batter uh, that ever played at Southern Miss. Uh, we'll see. I'm actually reaching out as I'm talking to you. Hang on one second. I am uh, reaching out to Coach Denson since I am not able to find uh, Coach Hall and see if we can bring him on. He can talk a little bit about the show tomorrow. But but Fred Cooley is going to be on the show, a big, big star for Hill Denson. We're going to have, get this, guys, we're going to have the throw-it-in-the-dirt guy. If you've been to a Southern Miss baseball game, you know exactly who I'm talking about. We're going to have the throw-it-in-the-dirt guy, Brad Baggett, and uh, we're hearing that he's going to give us some throw-it-in-the-dirt cheers. The baseball team will be practicing behind us on the field, actually, as we're doing the show. So, uh should be fascinating uh, to have Brad Baggett on the show. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com will be joining us. Uh, his analysis of the Super Regional and this really magical baseball season that Southern Miss Baseball uh, has enjoyed. Jason Muntz from the Commercial Appeal. Many of you will remember Jason Muntz. He was the longtime sports editor for the Hattiesburg American, now has a similar post in Memphis. He's a Southern Miss guy to the bone. He's going to talk about uh, Southern Miss, but he's also a great guy to give us a more detailed preview about uh, the Tennessee volunteer team that's uh, coming into Pete Taylor Park this weekend. Daniel Stewart from Southern Bank Corp. But Daniel, former pitcher as well for the Golden Eagles, pitched for Corky Palmer. We always uh, enjoy getting him on the show when we're out on the road uh, to hear what he has to say. And so we're looking forward to what we think is going to be a really special edition of the Eagle Hour We'll be broadcasting tomorrow from 1 till 3. You're welcome to come by if you like. We have some Eagle Hour swag that we'd be happy to give anybody that wants to come by and not say hello to me. There would be no reason for that, but to say hello to Coach Denson and uh, and to uh, Big Fred Cooley, I think is the nickname he had back in college. And so uh, we're really looking forward to uh, what we think will be a special edition of the Eagle Hour. I want to remind you, too, you can hear the Eagle Hour podcast all the time on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And don't let me forget to mention that uh, right now our special two-hour coverage is going to be presented to you by 
Polk Sausage Company. Picky people eat Polk, and I think maybe I'm hoping that this is my favorite football coach on the line. Is this Will Hall? Yes, it is. Hey, Coach, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Well, good, man. I appreciate you being on. It's me and you today, Coach, but I'm really glad that uh, you would take the time to talk to us. Uh, I know you got a busy week. There's a big camp going on, right? There is, Bob. There is. We got a lot going on. You know, we got summer workouts going on in the morning. Our players are all here and all our new freshmen and things are going great. Some of them are in classes and then we have camps on the weekend. We had our first two camps of the of the summer last Friday and Saturday, and then we've got two more again this Friday and Saturday, and then two more uh, next Friday and Saturday. So a lot of good prospects coming, and uh, camps are, are great for us. It allows us to get kids to campus that we know we want. Uh, but it also, what camps are really big for, is it allows you to see kids that you're not 100% sure about, you know. So say there's maybe maybe there's six linebackers in our footprint that we really like and we like their tape and their grades and their character. Well, you know, let's say four of them come to camp and work out for you and you get to know them, you're probably going to take the one you like the most out of camp uh, that, you've, that you've got to put your hands on and be around. And uh, so it's just like anything, man, the more – things you know it allows you to eliminate things you don't know and uh, that's what all recruiting and scouting is about man how many things can you eliminate that could possibly go wrong and uh, so we we love camp season here coach in your career uh how many kids i don't you know give me a specific number but have you found a lot of kids in your career uh at different camps that you were associated with that turned out to be really good ball players for your teams yeah, so Bob, you know, we rarely, rarely ever sign a high school player that don't doesn't come to camp. Uh, it's just kind of one of my rules, you know. If you're if you're truly interested in Southern Miss, and Southern Miss is a place for you, and you're a footprint kid that's not too far away, we expect you to come to camp in the summer because, you know, if your tape is good, and 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 your character's good, and we've checked off all those things. By coming to camp, uh, there's several things. It kind of works both ways. Number one, we get to coach you and see if you're the type of person that we want in our program. But number two, you also get to coach get coached by us because you know playing at Southern Miss is not for the faint of heart, man. You got to be a tough guy. You got to have that that Joe Paul grit to play football at Southern Miss, and uh, so it just allows us when they come to camp to get to know them better. And because the worst thing you can do as a college football coach is to sign a player that's not a good fit for your program, because then you're stuck either with a player that's not a good fit, which is a bad deal, or you got to get rid of them, which hurts relationships from the high schools and all that that you were recruiting from. So we try to eliminate any doubts, you know, before we sign a player. And camp is a big, big part of that. Now, are the camps already set, or can kids still attend your camps, coach? Oh, they can get, it's open. It's ninth grade, rising ninth graders through seniors and their prospect camps only. You know, we register them. As soon as they get through the registration, they come outside. Coach Ancar stretches them. Then our coaches time them in a 40, and then we do a broad jump. So while they're registering, we height and weigh them and test their length of their arms and all. And then they run the 40, they broad jump, and then we do some agilities so we can see them bend and move. 
and then we divide them up into position groups, and they do individual drills with our position coaches, and then we do some competitive stuff at the end. Wide receivers and DBs run one-on-one versus each other and, and so much and so forth. It usually takes about three hours to three and a half hours, and we get a good evaluation on these kids and, and move on from there. I got you. All right, Coach, do you read do you read these football publications, the, these writers that predict stuff? Do you pay any attention to that? Bob, when I was a kid, I bought every magazine every year. <laughs> I used to buy the complete set of Lindy's and Athlons. I've got them. My wife still got them. I've got them from every year. I'd read, I'd read every line. I could tell you every player that started for every team, and I was just <laughs> that kind of guy. Now I stay away from – Anybody that has an opinion about Southern Miss that has no idea who we are, I stay away from it completely. I got you. <laughs> you know, so well, so I don't read them anymore. Right. But but I used to read every line of no, them. A couple minutes left. Let me get your reaction to this. I just read this before I came on the air. College football news. I'm gonna summarize what they said. Tougher schedule this year for Southern Miss when you add Mississippi State, Florida State, and the competitive teams in the Sun Belt. Rodriguez Clark, a huge addition to an already good running attack. Rodriguez Clark from Memphis. Conclusion, if the Golden Eagles get good quarterback play and can run the ball effectively, despite the tougher schedule, they will win more games last year and be a real bowl contender. What's I like that. That sounds like Luke Johnson wrote. I mean, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good right there. I like it. All right, so you, like. you approve of that one okay, right? I approve. I will say, you know, Rodriguez Clark, we, Bob, y'all get to know him as Dreek. That's his name. He kind of goes by as Dreek. And, uh, I will say Dreek's been a great addition. He's a true Southern Miss guy. He's from Starkville playing that great program. He's a tough guy and he's uh, added a lot of competitive uh, nature to that room and more competition. So we're excited to have him. Hey, look, it is a tough schedule. You know, it's, it's probably going to be the hardest schedule that I'll probably ever have at Southern Miss. But with, with great, you know, with, with that hard schedule comes great opportunity, right? Like, what an awesome opportunity to go to Florida State. What an awesome opportunity to go to Scott Field and go, go to Starfield. What an awesome opportunity to play Tulane at home, you know. So it's going to be a great schedule for our fans. It's going to be a lot of great opportunities for our team. And uh, the thing I'm happy about, Bob, is I think we're equipped – to manage that now. We, we've got enough depth and enough talent to play that schedule now. Well, I have no doubt we have the right man leading us uh, into the fall. And it's right around the corner, Coach, so we're going to be talking to you a lot. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks so much, Bob. Hey, I'll see you at the peak this week, babe. We're going to show those Tennessee people what, what real college baseball looks like this week. No question, Coach. I look forward to seeing you as we're celebrating up there. I'm going to say Sunday afternoon. I love it. I'll be there. I can't wait. Thank you, Coach. Coach Will Hall, everybody, head football coach at Southern Miss, and an awesome guy. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank football coach Will Hall for dropping in on the Eagle Hour. It's always uh, fun to have Coach on the show. This segment sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. You'll be able to catch any game uh, over the weekend down there. If you can't get a ticket, 
Cliff Russom's here. I think he's probably got some tickets. We'll give out his cell phone number here uh, in just a moment, and he can hook you up with some tickets, I'm sure. Uh, they'll have all the games on TV. Great food, great drink uh, right there in the shadow of the rock. Remember the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you could just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Quick reminder again, two-hour show from the Pete tomorrow, co-hosted by Hill Denson. Lord only knows what could happen, uh, but it, we know it'll be fun. Fred Cooley is going to kick it off with us. Coach Denson told me last night, uh, Cliff Russell, that Fred Cooley was the most powerful batter he's ever seen in his coaching career. That's pretty big praise. That That's real big praise, and he, he had some some real power threats through his career here. And uh, I've never had a chance to meet Fred Cooley, but I, I know the name and have seen the records and the numbers, and uh, should be an awesome show. Coach, Coach Denson is one of a kind and, and just pure entertainment. Uh, and I didn't know I was following Coach Hall here today. I I, I, I need to figure that out. I, I do not like following Coach Hall and and the energy that he brings. I hate I missed him though. No question. Real quick uh, story last night that uh, Hill shared with me about Fred Cooley. Said he hit a home run one night. Uh, they had just put up lights in the field, and he said I closed my eyes because I thought he was fixed to bust my new lights. It went over the uh, the lights. This is Hill Denson. The next day, the ball was found up against the fence at the graveyard over on 7th Street. (laughs) And someone asked me, well, how far did he hit that ball, Coach? He said, well, the stadium's on 4th Street. They found the ball on 7th Street by my math, three blocks. Three blocks. I've heard it before. That's awesome. What a story. (laughs) All right. Uh, Cliff's been with us all through baseball season, former great baseball pitcher here at Southern Miss, of course, and the ESPN Plus analyst uh, for all the games this year. All right. Obviously, you know you know what's happening. There is a ball game taking place Saturday. Uh, your thoughts about the matchup, what the Eagles have to do to go to Omaha? It's not going to be easy. I mean, we, we know that. And uh, what stands out for me about this this volunteer team is their depth uh, and, the, and the arms that they that they bring. Um, you know, the, I, I, it looks like Chase Dollander is starting game two. I think they'll go Andrew Lindsay on game one. Uh, but Chase Dollander, who's starting game two, is is a a shoe in to be a top ten pick in this year's draft and uh, and they they're gonna follow him up with some arms who will probably be highly drafted next year. Chase Burns out of the pen, uh, but that's what stands out to me is the depth. It's it's gonna be uh, unlike anything we have seen this season so far, Bob. But uh, look, it's baseball. Anything can happen. That's why you play the games. Uh, I, I would say going into the weekend, Tennessee's highly favored. But you look at that that away uh, record of theirs. They're five and twelve on the road. They they've played uh, five neutral games, so only seventeen true road games. Uh, and they're walking into an atmosphere this weekend that we all know in Hattiesburg. But I, I think they're going to be really surprised by the atmosphere that they're walking into, Bob. Jason Montz writes for the Commercial Appeal. He he said a similar thing to me yesterday. He's, of course, hearing a lot from Tennessee fans. And uh, he said, I don't think they have any idea what they're walking into. Yeah, and I, I may get fired from ESPN for this, but their fans are the worst, right? Like, they're just, if you're on social media, their fans think they're, I mean, they're booking up everything in Omaha, I'm sure. Uh, but I agree. They just, I, I think, even, I think the coaches probably know. Coach Coach Barry and Coach Vitello are, are close enough to know uh, what this atmosphere is, and and coaches just have that rapport, and they they understand that. But I I think these players, um, it, it cannot be underestimated that that toxic environment that the right field roost is going to bring, and to me that that's going to be a big part of the weekend. And and last year's super regional, Ole Miss just 
kept that crowd out of it from the get-go, from the first pitch. There was nothing to cheer about for Southern Miss, and and uh, I think that's going to be an important part of the weekend is trying to get some momentum early uh, and getting that that environment going uh, to make a difference. Uh, is this fair to say that uh, last year's Super Regional, though the Golden Eagles played the hottest college baseball team in the country, and Tennessee is not that? Uh, they're, they're pretty hot, Bob. I mean, like, they, they, look, they they rolled into Clemson, who probably was the hottest team in the country, honestly, uh, with 17 straight Clemson had going into that regional or, or when they – in that ball game, I don't know if you watched it, that, that Clemson-Tennessee game was one of the best college baseball games of the season. Yeah. Uh, I forget how many innings they went, 13, 14, whatever it was, but uh, they, they took down a powerhouse in Clemson and – um, you know, but look, it's all again. It's it's postseason baseball. It's going to come down to pitching. It's going to come down to timely hitting, uh, and and I'm looking forward to just that atmosphere this weekend. All right, put yourself in the minds of the players, Cliff, because you were there one time. They were two games away from the World Series last year. Now this team comes back loaded with veterans. For a lot of these guys, it's their last two raw. They're two games away from the World Series again. What is going on in the minds of those young men as you and I are sitting here talking? Well, I, that's a good point. I mean, probably less than it was last year, right? And, and I think that's that's a big story as well is is this team is uh, – they've been there, they've done it, this isn't their first time in a Super Regional like it was last year. And um, and, and so you, you kind of know what to expect. And, and uh, again, all that is, is, is leading up to – it's just a game. It's the same game you've been playing all season. Uh, you, you've won forty five games this this season for a reason, and you're you're good, right? And you you you're you're expected to be here. You're supposed to be here, and I think that's the difference this season, Bob. Is you've got that that veteran leadership in this team with the Danny Lynches, the Tanner Halls, the the guy, the Sarges, the guys that have been there. Uh, they've been tested in this. They they went through this atmosphere a year ago. Uh, but again, it, that's where this program is, and it's unbelievable to think that uh, they they are expected and they should be comfortable in the Super Regional. Rick Cleveland told me in the first segment, uh, you know who he is, uh, he says, no question, Southern Miss is now a national baseball power. Yeah, I, I've said it in a podcast earlier this week that um, it's amazing what, what this program has done. I mean, programs like ours, Bob, at Southern Miss – they're not supposed to host two Super Regionals back-to-back seasons. Well, you do it right. once, okay, that's great. Uh, but to do it and, and consistently like Coach Barry, and it starts at the top. It starts with 40. It starts with Coach Barry. Uh, and, and it trickles down to these guys. And the, you, you think of what this this these upperclassmen on this team have done, uh, and it's it's just remarkable, and it's something that Southern Miss hasn't seen. Uh, they've, they've taken it to new heights. Uh, explain what this means. I heard one of the Penn players in the presser after the uh, sh- after the game Monday was asked, what made Southern Miss pitching so tough for you guys to hit? Because they were a really good offensive team. He said they paint the black, and you never know which corner they're going to paint. What does that mean? Well, I thought that was a big story in, in the regional is is we threw strikes. I mean, it, it's, you know, we, we first and foremost, they, they didn't give many free bases, and, and uh, and that's how you beat yourself, and, and you, you stay away from those big innings, and that's what they were able to do outside of the one Monday for Penn. But, uh, I mean, they, yeah, they lived on the corners, and, and that's a, and they, to me, they pitched backwards, and, and that was, that, you know, that's probably and not something that. What does that mean? Uh, they're going to throw curveballs and fastball counts. And, and uh, Coach Oz has done it all year in his, in his pitch calling, and that's not something probably Penn typically sees in the Ivy League. You're not going to see many people throw a, a full count bases loaded curveball uh, and drop it in there for you. But Coach Oz demands that of his guys, and, uh, and they did it again all weekend. Another analogy I heard about Tennessee, 
they're used to hitting a lot of big power arms. Southern Miss doesn't have a lot of power arms, but Southern Miss, again, paints the black. Southern Miss throws a lot of off-speed, a lot of sliders. Uh, this particular guy, who, I, who I'll say is a huge Mississippi State supporter, said, I really like your pitching against them. I don't think they've seen that kind of pitching much. Well, uh, I mean, it starts with guys that know how to pitch. I mean, they, they've – you know at this point in the season who you're going to run out there, right? It's going to be Tanner Hall and, and SEC, Sunbelt. It doesn't matter. That change up at Tanner Hall is, is one of the premier pitches in college baseball. Uh, I'd put it in top five pitches uh, from, from what I've seen uh, and, and what I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's guys that know how to pitch, and, and more importantly, it's guys that know how to pitch in this environment and in, in these situations. You're a business owner here. What what does this mean to guys like you? Oh my gosh! It it, it it's I said it during basketball season with the success that Coach Ladner and his team had. Um, you know what that does for for me as a local business owner uh, and in our in our business is remarkable and and um, certainly seeing the the excitement on the weekend. I mean, we had people in our store doing balloon arches this morning and and we've got it all decorated and uh we're it's extra it is extra but we love it and we support this community and this school and and coach barry and these players and uh we're just we're so excited and and ready for the weekend the love for the baseball program fair to say has really reached a fever pitch yeah and again i mean you can say it 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 starts with coach barry and it's it's the love for coach barry and and it's because he he gets it he he knows that you got to have that community support uh, that doesn't go unnoticed with him, and he's just done a remarkable job of making those connections and, uh, and and doing his part. And then it trickles down to the players and and uh, and the team itself. But I, I look, I, I said it. I wish that we had this all all year. If if, if everybody, got, me included, if we if we supported this university like this year round, it is a game changer. Well, people, I've said this often, Cliff. My wife and I moved back here 13 years ago. We went to school here. Kids went to school here. We left for 20 years, came back 13 years ago. I don't think people here appreciate what these two universities do. If you've lived here all your life, it's not a criticism. I mean, just human nature. But I've often said, with all due respect to Meridian, all due respect, if you didn't have Southern Miss here, this would be another Meridian. (laughs) You said it, not me. All right, when we come back, we'll give you Cliff's phone number. He's got plenty of tickets to give away for the Super Regional. Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Cliff Russell in the studio with me. Cliff, I want to play something for you real quick. This is a minute and 16-second soundbite. This, uh, we got this Monday afternoon, and uh, this is Justin Storm. I want you to hear what he said, and I want you to comment on this kid. All right, Justin Storm on the eve of a regional championship. How's it feel, Justin? Awesome, man. It's a great experience. I mean, did it last year and doing it again. It's uh, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing adds up to it. Um, now, we obviously, we just want to do the next step, and that's uh, obviously win a Super Regional, make it to Omaha. What does this mean for you guys in regard to Coach Barry? 
everything. I mean, we, they always, a bunch of people have been saying how, how we want to send them out the right way, and I think we're, we're taking steps to do that. Um, it's just a matter of competing at that next, uh, in that Super Regional, um, and, you know, just, just playing our best ball. What happens to you in these postseason games? You come on and you just, you put a storm on the opposers. I don't know. I don't know. I just love to compete, um, and Coach Oz gives me the opportunity, lets me go out there, and, you know, and if I'm feeling good, he's sticking with me and, you know, let me let me hold the ball. So that's all I can ask for is the opportunity. Your performance should be described yesterday as overwhelming. Overwhelming? Wow. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. That's all I could say. I mean, that's, that's a good team over there, and they showed that all regional and all season. Um, but props to them. Um, they battled hard, and they played a good – they had a really good weekend this weekend. Um, but thankfully we came out on top today. All right. Uh, Cliff, what, is, what has made um, Justin Storm – he really has been dominant. What what what's the secret there? I I think he's just the complete package, Bobby. He he first and foremost he's got phenomenal stuff uh, in, in in on the mound. I mean he he's but but with that he's got the makeup and you can hear it in that interview. He he is uh he he's just such a phenomenal person and a human and you hear the coaches talk about that a lot. I don't I don't know him well. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've I've spent a ton of time with him. I've I've had some conversations, but. Um, you know, when you when you have the makeup that he has and with the stuff that he has, uh, a lot of people have one or the other, but it's it's the guys that have both uh and the and the pitch ability to go with it that you you see what you get with Justin Storm and you get performances like he gave us in the regional. Well, you'd know you'd know this as as well as anybody. Eight frontline pitchers off that staff from last year and here we sit two games from the World Series. How remarkable a job has Christian Ostrander. It's it's hard to even come up with uh, words to describe it. And and you know you you go into the season and you're wondering who who's going to pit. And, and you know it's you lost your entire bullpen to the draft, and you lost one more to injury, and you lost one to transfer portal. And uh, so you're you're going down that roster, going, my gosh, outside of Tanner Hall, what, what and, and Justin Storm, you know. And, but I think both of them have have pitched uh, above. Uh, what even their high expectations that they already had, and it starts with those two guys. I mean, they're they're, they're the leaders of that staff. Justin Storm is a captain on this team, and uh, and you hear why in that in that interview, Bob. And um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it starts with Coach Odds, obviously. But the way these these guys have executed when called upon, and uh, and you can go down the list: the Will Armistead and and the Nico Maza, and, and accepting his role in whatever it is. Uh, it's just been remarkable. Armistead and Mazza played a big role in one of the regional, I think. Yeah, well, you knew when you lost that first game, they were going to have to. And I loved Will Armistead's quote. He said, hey, everybody was gassed, everybody was hurting, uh, but we, we, we didn't have a choice. We wanted to find a way. And, and that's, you know, that, that's what you want to hear out of your guys. Well, the best description of that I got was from um, Carson Pato when he said, uh, we're all tired and we all feel crappy. <laughs> But we all have to play. Tuna tells it like it is, and and uh, Tuna is a guy who who thrives for these type of atmospheres. And uh, I, I have a feeling when he he takes out to right field uh, Saturday afternoon, he's gonna have a big smile on his face and a little something for that roost. Probably the best athlete on the team. Yeah, you look you look at that body, and and uh, he's he's coming along. He he. Um, you know he's quietly in that eight hole now and settled in there, and I think that's a big a big part of the, the, the last third of the season, really since Nick Monastere got put into that lineup, you've had the consistency that you did not have in the first two-thirds yeah. of the season. Uh, and, and that's just, we've talked about it 
uh, all year and how important that is and and you're seeing it paying off now i've never seen the carson pato body in a mirror of my entire life <laughs> no, well, me, oh yeah, me neither obviously <laughs> all right uh gold nickel pitching staff is a strength they'll be big can they hold this tennessee offense now? well we talked about it off air um uh, to me the biggest story on the on the weekend is is southern miss ability to keep the ball inside of pete taylor park uh, this this Tennessee Volunteer team is thriving. They they kind of live and and die by the by the long ball. I think it's a hundred and twenty something home runs. Southern Miss only giving up fifty five home runs on the season, uh, and so something something's got to give there one way or the other. And I think that is uh, is going to be the story of the weekend. Got to pitch and swing the sticks, don't you? Yeah, it never a, really changes. It, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's postseason baseball. Uh, everybody can pitch. Uh, you're, you're not going to face any arms that just shouldn't deserve to be out there at this point. Uh, and so, at, you know, whenever you're faced good pitching, it's just like anything else. You take advantage of the mistakes and you get timely hitting. And typically those are going to be the ones that, that win the ball game. We appreciate you, Cliff. We're going to be doing the show from Omaha next week. Are you going to be available to be with us? Uh, I, yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> My optimism abounds. Can you tell that? Cliff Russell, everybody. I want to thank Rick Cleveland for joining us in this hour and football coach Will Hall at the Pete tomorrow at 1 o'clock with the one and only Hill Denson co-hosting for the full two hours. Or as someone told me, I will probably be co-hosting and Hill will take over as the host. And that'll be fine with me. Until tomorrow, everybody. Southern Miss to the top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.